0: Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers,
1: a podcast for all your Asperger needs.
0: What more? Are you... <laughs> what are your Asperger needs? <laughs> Go on, give me one. Just one. I'll wait.
1: Uh oof. If I'm going to have potato cakes and beans on the same plate, I don't want them to be touching.
0: Okay, and how would this podcast help with that?
1: (laughs) Because now I've told everyone.
0: There you go. Interesting fact about Scarlett. She doesn't like beans touching her potato cakes.
1: (laughs) Okay, keep going. Let's roll with it.
0: Roll with what? With what, exactly? I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, what's new with you? Nothing's new with you. Nothing's new Nothing's new. There's been nothing, nothing nowhere, not a thing.
1: Nothing nowhere. No, no there hasn't uh, very much just being me. Although, I did do food shopping. This... No, actually, that's irrelevant. No, <laughs> nobody... <laughs> nobody cares about my food shop. <laughs> What's new with you this week?
0: I mean, I haven't done anything exciting. I've been shopping for food. <laughs> like that is that is out there. That is white knuckle stuff right I love,
1: there. I love food shopping.
0: Yes, I know you do. Um, what's new with me? Oh yeah, I went to my um, therapy thing, didn't I? Mm. I went initially to get assessed about LED lighting and the effects it has on me, which uh apart from makes me angry I can't think of like any other effects I've adjusted to the I was initially like wobbly walking about and I was like my depth perception was a bit off and reading stuff was a bit difficult but I've kind of got used to it now I just know if I look at stuff at certain angles it's easier but all I've noticed is uh it makes me a bit angry but that's about it but I went to my sensory therapist to find out if she could do me like a letter or if there's anything she knew of she kind of just said there was no real test that could be done but she would write me a letter to hand in just in case just in case i do anything or say anything at work that uh i'm gonna have a hard time explaining yeah um but yeah apart from that oh yeah and uh she i know that we were doing the whole i was trying to figure out what was wrong with me it's not officially been confirmed but confirmed that I have ADHD or do, did, have, whatever. Um, But I think that's... Like, they they did loads of tests on me. Um, So my sensory therapist did load tests on me, but she's not somebody that can diagnose ADHD, but she knows someone who does diagnose ADHD. She gave all the test scores, reports, findings, that kind of thing to him. Uh, He then wanted me to answer a few questions for him and fill out some questionnaires and he asked me some basic stuff. And he said that he was like 90% sure that's definitely what it is. Uh, And it'd be weird if it was something else based on my test scores and that kind of thing. But he said that if I wanted to pursue a official diagnosis, I could. But he said at my age and how long I've gone now, what would be the point? You know, unless like, because they don't do medication for adults. He told me that apparently medication for ADHD is only something they give children. Uh, and he said there's various coping mechanisms you can look up, but he said if you've just got access to the internet, you can find them. And unless I was using it to get, like, benefits and, like, money or anything like that, there'd be no point. So I'm happy just to leave it there and decide that I do have ADHD, which it makes a lot of sense. I thought it would be the, you know, the standard stuff that you hear, that kids that have it, the things they do and the way they are. Um, But it turns out that when you get older and become an adult, your the symptoms or um yeah, I guess symptoms yeah of it are completely different. But they reckon that's what it is. So
1: different in what way?
0: Um they just reckon it's more like internal. So instead of like running around or do you know what I mean? Like fidgeting a lot or anything like that. It's it's more like thought processes. And I've I think I've explained before in like previous episodes my thought processes like move around like really quickly. Um, I was explaining to my therapist what it's like cycling. I said to her that um, I think when I have crashes and stuff, it might be sometimes that I lose concentration of what I'm doing when I'm cycling. Yeah. Uh, And she said, I said I was listening to music a couple of times that I've crashed and didn't notice stuff. And she was like, yeah, well, maybe you should stop listening to music. But I explained to her that I can't just listen to nothing because obviously with like my Asperger's, I don't like the sounds of everything around me but yeah. equally say my bike starts clicking when I'm cycling um so say I'm cycling and it's making like a weird clicking noise I get too distracted by the clicking I start thinking like is this not the right gear there should be no noise at all I start messing about with the gears changing stuff if I cycle past other cyclists and their bike's like completely silent I start trying to figure out why their bike's quiet is my bike quiet yeah. no it shouldn't be so I just I just have loads of thoughts all the time and you know and it's like When you have conversations with people, um, if you've got ADHD as well, apparently, like, you talk over people all the time. Or, uh, do you know what I mean? We've done it before where me and you've been talking and you've been talking about something and then I start talking about something completely different because I've, like, moved around. Or I'll be talking to you about something and then I'll just start a completely different conversation.
1: A lot of of conversations with you, um, you... We'll have something that you want to talk about, and you'll talk. You'll talk about that, but you'll probably have like three other conversations within it. So you'll be like, I don't know. Say you're talking about. <clears throat> say you're talking about someone came into work that annoyed you, because that is a that's one that happens. You you'll have that as your main story, but you'll be talking about that. And then all of a sudden we'll walk past something and you'll throw a story in about the thing we've just walked past. But then flip back to the guy that annoyed you. Then the guy that annoyed you has said something about like a recent game that came out. So then you'll start a conversation about the game and you've played it and what happens in it. And then you'll flip back to the main story. You do that quite a lot where you just you'll have like a main story, but there'll be like a couple of say the say it takes like 20 minutes to have this discussion there'll be sort of like four like 3 4 minute bits within it that are just talking about something completely different and then you flip back into it and i don't think you notice that you're doing it
0: no no i don't um and yeah just interrupting people that are having conversations uh is like one of the things that i do all the time so when two people are having a conversation with each other and I need to talk to one of them about something. I don't wait until the conversation's over or that kind of thing. I just start talking. Like, yeah. I don't say, excuse me. I just walk over to where they are and go, right, I need to ask you this. And then I don't go, oh, sorry, were you two chatting or anything? Sorry, my bad. I just start, start talking like straight away. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I do, do that a lot. But, yeah, anyway, so that's, um, that's, a, that's a thing. And they reckon that's what it is. The guy that does the diagnosis says if I want to get diagnosed at any point, I can. Uh, he's aware of me in general as a possible person. So if I want to get it diagnosed, but I don't feel the need to get it diagnosed because, uh, you know, I'm 34 now. Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Um it's just one of those things. Like I said, it's like the autism. It would have been more useful if I'd have been diagnosed when I was really young, because then it would have like helped me in some way growing up. And with the ADHD, it's the same. If they'd have diagnosed me with it as a child, then it would have been easier. And think, but it, like I say, it's, he's right. Like um, at this point now, I've got this far without a diagnosis. So yeah. uh, you know, what what would I what would I achieve other than knowing, and it's not like the autism where I wasn't convinced I had it, so I needed an official diagnosis to um, agree or to believe it, you know. Like, I didn't, with the ADHD stuff, I don't need it in writing. Like, everything they said makes sense. I've kind of always thought it might be something like that, so uh, I've never really, um, I don't really see it as a as something I need in writing. I don't I don't see the purpose of it. Yeah. But with the autism, I, I needed it in writing just to help me out with work and just life in general i think
1: yeah yeah which makes sense yes yes
0: but apart from that there is nothing going on with me
1: oh i wanted to thank whoever it was that um posted on our group about my issue that i have with mouth noises and people making like noises from their mouth they told me what it was and then i googled it and it totally was that oh I haven't commented I was meant to comment but yeah totally is that I'll
0: well, comment now well I agree or in an I, audio way I
1: agree thank you for that that was very useful Um, I thought yes that sounds like me uh, they said something about like they couldn't something to do with their mum they couldn't deal with the way she eats or something I can't remember if it was eats but it was funny because it reminded me of like something I can't deal with with my mum was whenever she ate cereal she used to like literally, like, a bowl of cereal. She'd put it in her mouth, and then there'd be, like, one little drop of milk on her chin, and she'd wipe it, and then she'd take the next scoop, and the same thing would happen again. She'd wipe it again every single time. It was so irritating. Just put it in your mouth properly without leaving a dribble of milk. Yeah. That was, like, a real issue for me. But, um, apparently, like, you can have the same thing with, like, things that you see, um, which I think... I I have as well, I can't deal with when things are like flicking in front of me. Uh, Like, I hate it when people are trying to watch, you know, when people can't decide on a TV show to watch, so they just flick through channels. That is something that gets me, oh, it gets me so irritated. I can't deal with it if I'm doing it. So if I can't decide on what I want to watch and I have flicked too many times, I'll just have to turn the TV off because I can't, be around the flicking, I don't really like like flashy things, or yeah, like oh,
0: yeah, you get annoyed if I'm like on Netflix or. Like I'll move from like Netflix to like Prime yeah. to Netflix and I'll just move around stuff constantly. Yeah,
1: it's too, it's too irritating to see it just change constantly. I know there's been a few
0: times where you've just left the room.
1: Yeah, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it at all. It's uh, just not something I like to look at.
0: Well, I just do it on my phone now because obviously I've got like both apps on my <laughs> phone. So when you're sat next to me and trying to decide what to watch, I'll just like get my phone out and like quickly like just look through stuff on there because then you can't see me doing it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really... I don't know. It's just something that I find really bothers me. I don't know if that's linked, but maybe. Who knows? Anyway. Anyway what? Well, that was just a piece that I've remembered to say.
0: Ah, right. A little piece. A little piece. I'll make it Scarlet's Little Pieces. (laughs) It'll be a guest bit on each episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this week's topic we wanted to talk about... uh, Well, it's like part of the... So we did a relationships episode, which was like episode two um, that we did like over a year ago now. Um, And that one kind of moved into all different aspects of um, relationships. So it dealt with friends, um, like boyfriend-girlfriend relationships and um, family relationships. We've done another episode recently, like a month or so ago on friendships so uh, this week we're gonna do relationship relationships you know like
1: uh, romantic relationships yeah you
0: say romantic <laughs> but like i feel like when we move into this one i don't feel like that's the word i'd use
1: yeah but i did i don't know what else you're meant to but yeah
0: as okay to, i was supposed to define it
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the the uh yes yeah okay romantic <laughs> might not be the word for us but like like <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you know what i mean um I guess obviously it's uh only going to I don't know if it will make a difference actually because we're more just talking about like the Asperger side of it but both of us have only ever been in uh heterosexual romantic relationships. Yeah? Yeah. Which I don't think will make too much of a difference to the episode per se cuz it's still like a I guess a more female perspective and a male i don't know but um
0: i i i uh i don't really see like um gender or those sort of things as a difference anyway so like heterosexual homosexual you know bisexual any of that kind of stuff i don't really see any of it as a thing anyway so for me i don't really see the difference i don't feel like heterosexual burgers are any different uh like any other type of relationship. I feel like we're the same either way. And I know me personally, I'd be the same either way. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like we need uh I wouldn't say that if you feel like it is different, then you feel like it is different. But, and I know that with a lot of people, with NT people, there does seem to be a, a definition between the two and there always is the one's one type of relationship and one's the other, you know, and depending on your feelings and, uh, but for me, I I don't, I have issues with like seeing like sexuality, gender, race, that kind of thing. For me, I don't really see them as things. I don't see them as like, um, boundaries or definitions of people in general. They've never been something that I don't understand. I've never understood why people need to define people and put them into like the labeling of this kind of thing, so um i have never really like I don't really get that whole aspect in general
1: yeah I don't think either of us would define our sexuality yeah but i don't i, I, don't, I don't
0: see I don't see boys and girls uh differently i like say I don't see like race when I see people like it, it's just one of those things that uh, and I don't know if that's a burger thing in general I don't know if that's common between those of the aspergers but i i don't I've never understood the differences, but then I don't see like animals as like different to other things either. Like I'm, no. weir- I'm weird. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't make that. I don't know if it is an emotional thing. I don't know if it's because of my autism that I can't define or tell the difference. It's like with age as well. Like you've seen me talk to like two, three year olds. I talk to them like they're like in their thirties. <laughs> like I uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's weird for me. I interact with everything the same. Um, so no matter what. I'm talking, what, who, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I talk to everybody the same way. I don't alter how I behave based on anything like that. I mean, obviously, I've got my face types and all that other stuff that we've mentioned before, but it all works the same way for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't feel like, as far as relationships go, that I would behave differently if I was in a like same-sex relationship or something like that. I feel like the way I'd be would be the same regardless.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, we've both been in relationships. Uh, people on the spectrum do get into relationships. I don't... I do feel like there's a big difference. Uh, I mean, pretty much all relationships I've been in are NT... Uh, I've been with somebody that is neurotypical. Uh, and that's because up until my last girlfriend, I thought I was neurotypical. So yeah. So I... I I'm I, I, thinking about it. I was going to say, and there's a possibility that one of the peop- some of the people I've I've been with have been on the spectrum. But now that I think about it, no, they haven't. I would have known by now. Like thinking back at what they were like. So I've never. Yeah, I, I don't really. I don't really. So I, I. I feel like that's the the common one. I feel, and most people that are on our Facebook group, and on our page, and on that kind of thing, they. Also, are either NT and with someone that's AS or someone that's AS and they're going out with somebody that's NT or married to someone that's NT. And it does seem to be a common one, like on a lot of social media groups where people with Asperger's go, you do get a lot of NT partners on there saying, Hi, I'm not autistic, but I'm married to or I'm in a relationship with somebody that is. And they've always got like questions of, What do I do about this? What do I do about that? You know, I'm having issues with here and Do you mean like a lot of people ask that? Yeah. Um, there is like some groups that I'm aware of where it's just NT people, but it's NT people that are married and have been with someone on the spectrum for a long time. Um, my ex in particular joined one of these groups uh because they were oh, yeah. they were all talking about their autistic partners and they were basically just comparing with each other what they're all going through and that kind of thing. So I feel like that's one of the reasons that it would be different because I don't think there's, and there probably is, but I I mean, there there will be like people that go on Facebook groups or whatever forums to talk to you about their relationships. And I'm sure in like NTNT relationships, mm. there's groups where people talk about their relationships, but I don't feel like it's talked about in the same way as people that are asking questions about their autistic partner, mm. you know? And the thing is with, Anybody that's on the spectrum is, if they're undiagnosed, you don't really know. Do you know what I mean like how to? The, I think the interactions are different. I feel like with relationships, a lot of people get their opinions or they get their uh, expectations of what relationship should be from like other people they know. Do you know what I mean like their friends that are in relationships or their parents' relationship or relationships they see on TV? Yeah. And then when you get with someone that's autistic. The relationship is completely different, I feel. I feel like the way you are with them and the things they do are completely different to, I guess, other people's boyfriends. Yeah. You know, like you always hear like comparisons of uh, my friend's boyfriend. He did this for her. You know, they did this and like, well, my boyfriend won't do that. Or uh, is
1: this because um, you're using boyfriend? Are you sort of referring to your ex in particular? I know...
0: Uh, oh, no, I mean, like, so I, I don't mean my ex in particular. I'm just saying that I've noticed in the past that relationships I've been in, my exes, so not just the last one, but okay. a few, would talk to her friends about her boyfriends. Yeah. So, like, she'd have friends that were also in relationships and their boyfriends would do stuff for the female. Yeah. And then they'd tell her about it because, you know, their friends, they talk. My boyfriend did this, my boyfriend did that. Then she'd come home and tell me, oh, so-and-so, you know, she spontaneously... He brought back flowers or, like, he took them to the restaurant or whatever. All of a sudden, how come you never do that? Yeah. And I'd just be like, oh, I can get you flowers if you want. I can go out and get flowers. But then it's like, well, yeah, but it's not the same because I told you to. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) But you'd still get flowers at the end of it. So I don't... Why? What's the difference? Um, So I kind of... And for me, like, because if you've got a set routine of, like, what you do and when you do it and, like, that kind of thing, I feel like if you're with someone because you want, like, spontaneity and you want someone to just do stuff out of the blue, I think it's harder because those of us that are on the spectrum, I can plan to do something spontaneous. And by that, I mean... I don't tell the person I'm with that I'm going to do it, but I've secretly been planning it for days. Yeah. You know, I don't just on the way home see flowers in a shop and go and oh, get them. I think, get flowers, I'll get flowers. First, I'll do this, then I'll go here, then I'll get flowers, and I'll do yeah. flowers on Thursday. And this is like Monday that I'm thinking about it. I just won't mention it. I just won't mention it. I just won't mention it. And then I'll bring them home. But then sometimes it happened where they'd be saying, bring them home. You should bring, you know, then they'd mention it. Do you know what I mean like it'd be like Thursday, I'm getting the flowers, and on Wednesday, they're like, how come you never get me flowers? Like, you know, I mean, like everyone else. (laughs) And then I think, well, I can't get them tomorrow now because now it looks like I'm getting them because she's complained that I've never got them. So like the day after she complains that I never buy them. uh, And then that throws my plan out, you know, and then I'm getting like annoyed. And then like the next day when I'm supposed to be buying flowers, I think, well, I can't get them now because it looks like I'm doing it because she said it. And then that ruins the whole me trying to be spontaneous thing. So I don't buy them. But then like my plan to go a certain way home, to pick the flowers up to get them home is thrown off. I'm then annoyed and it's something that was supposed to be like a nice gesture because, and not because I think it's a nice gesture and not because I wanted to do it because they just keep saying it and I tried to then make a mental note to do it. Um, then gets thrown out the window. I become agitated because it's not happening. And then before you know it, I'm falling out with them. Yeah, like that's the kind of, and I know we're talking about like relationships in general, but that's just because we've kind of moved down that way. Is a brief example of something that I would imagine NT and NT people don't experience. Is, yeah, is like these are the things that happen with people on the spectrum, I guess. And obviously, the last relationship I was in, I said I was on the spectrum. From the start, I'd been diagnosed three years before my last relationship. So I'd, I'd got used to being autistic myself for like three years before I then. And I always said if I was going to get into the relationship, I'd tell them from the start and definitely like just say it. Just say yeah. it's Asperger's. Because in previous relationships, I'd always ended up like breaking up with people because of my autistic nature. And the things I used to do that were autistic were the reasons our relationship ended. Like we, none of my relationships ended badly but there was always that like, you know, when you have that chat of, you know, like, oh, you know, this isn't really working. We should break up. Yeah. You know, and then they list all the reasons why they think we should break up. And all the reasons for me and why we should break up was just like you're distant. You know, you don't ever seem like you don't ask me about my day. You don't like really like, do you know, what I mean, you're not very like tactile. You don't really hug. Like, you don't really like to sit close to me on the sofa. Do you know what I mean? You don't really... You you seem to do your own thing a lot of the time. We don't really go anywhere together. These are the reasons why most people end up... And a lot of people, like, especially when they're younger, they want to go, like, out all the time, like, drinking, partying, you know. Yeah. And I don't. And it's not... Like, now it's different. Now, like I say, I'm in my, like, mid-30s, so it's more acceptable for me not to go out. But back then... They wanted to go out constantly and I don't dance. So when I go out, I'm not a dancer because I don't like dancing. I think we explained on the episode, just the one after my brother's wedding. I can't remember what episode that was. I explained why I don't really dance and I don't dance. Uh, And I don't like the the noise, the lights. Well, the lights, I don't mind. But like all the people in the place. So I'm kind of seen as like boring to a lot of people. And I suppose if you're in a relationship where you want a bit of fun, um, then yeah, I guess people like... They don't get that with me once I'm settled. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I feel like, uh, you know, looking back at all the times that my relationships have ended and we've had the chat and the amicable breakup, uh, the things they listed were my autism. So my last relationship, I decided to tell the person I got with that I was autistic. And that made the relationship last longer. Like it did last for like five years. And I feel like that's because there was an understanding from the start But I'd still say the reasons it ended are exactly the same reasons all the others did. So in telling someone I was autistic and like getting them to know it, it just made the longevity of the relationship, do you know what I mean, like, better. But I don't really feel like it fixed anything in the end. It just made it a bit better. And that's the, the issues. I feel like if you're NT and you get with someone... That's autistic, you're you've got to kind of, even though they're supposed to be like compromise in relationships, I think when you get with someone that's autistic, you've got to just accept the fact that they have limitations and they have do you know what I mean? Like restraints that they have no control over, they can't stop even if they want to. Like one of the issues obviously people have that are autistic is you're so self-aware, but you can do nothing about it. Yeah. And for NT people, that's hard to understand that you've got someone telling you their behaviour, telling you what they're going to do, telling you, like, the things they will do. And you think, well, if you know this, then don't do it. But they just think, just as a heads up, it'll happen. I can't stop it from happening. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's, like, that's an issue. Like, if you want to get with someone that's autistic, you've got to understand that there's loads of things they're going to do that they can't help doing. Um, yeah. And for me... A few times, do you know what I mean? Like I've I've done stuff that I couldn't help doing, and then there's been an argument because I did something I couldn't help doing, and I'd take it like personally and be like, "Well, you, I I can't help that," and I'd feel like I haven't done anything bad, and then I'd I'd get annoyed with them for highlighting, do you know what I mean? Like stuff I've done. So yeah, it's it's been difficult for me in particular, relationship wise um it's hard to get them to work because I feel like if you want something from a relationship you shouldn't you should know that getting with someone like me that's on the spectrum if the things I'm telling you that I'm going to do and have no control over are not what you're looking for (laughs) in a relationship don't try and feel like you can make it work because I know that NTNT relationships they kind of work in a way of the stuff that your partner does that you don't like, but you know that there'll be compromise and you can talk about it and you can work on it. And eventually you get to a point where you're both happy because one of you doing things you never did before. Do you know what I mean? Like There's that agreement yeah, where you both start doing more of something or less of something and it comes to a point where you're at a good part in your relationship. Whereas with autism, don't get with somebody that's on the spectrum thinking you can change them because you can't and you'll just, you'll become more and more frustrated with them because it seems like they don't want to change either. Even if they tell you they do and then just carry on as normal. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Anyway, I've talked for ages, so, like, uh, go (laughs) ahead. Relationships.
1: (laughs) I'm not really a big relationship person. Um, Like, you've definitely had more relationships than me. I mean, you're older than me, so I guess, like but i would say even even still you've had more and definitely for longer i haven't had
0: well i mean you say that but when i got when i was your age i'd only really been in i've only really had like one actual girlfriend you have all okay. the silly ones you have when you're in like yeah. primary school and the start of like secondary school and all that but i'd say by the time i was 21 i was with a girl that i got with when i was 16 uh, I stopped being with her when I was 21. That our relationship ended when I was 21. Well, oh,
1: that was like five years, though.
0: Ish. No, actually 20. 20. Uh, four. Yeah, Yeah, that was quite yeah. a So, like, yeah, I'd only had one at that point.
1: Yeah, so I've had, I guess, one. <laughs> I was going to say I've had, like, four, but you, you then said not including the silly ones when you're younger. <laughs> So I've had like uh, one relationship, really, um, and it lasted for less than a year. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, but we did live together. So, you know, maybe that ups like the ser- seriousness of it. Um, actually, it started um, and then like it it, w- it started at university. And then we went home for summer. And uh, as I think we've mentioned before, uh, when when I'm not around someone I forget that they exist and that is completely what happened so we were pretty much together and then I went back to where my parents are from and completely forgot about his existence um, and just didn't message him talk to him do anything uh, so obviously then we weren't together which I think he was a bit annoyed about and then when we got back to uni we got back together moved in together um, and that was, it was okay. I think same, I always have the same problems with, and you were like, not you would think it would be different, but I suppose if you go by like the normal um, or like the typical gender stereotype is like the, the female's going to be emotional and that the man's going to be cold. I, d- I don't think that's the case actually really ever pretty much. But I know that's meant to be the typical thing. So I feel like it almost comes across as a bit m- more different with me, because definitely every sort of, because I've I've, all, I've had not really relationships, but they pro- they might have been considered relationships to the other person and not to me. I've had that happen a couple of times where I didn't realise that it was actually being taken seriously. Oh, um, I've had that. Yeah, like, I thought it was just a... Uh, I thought we were just, like, hanging out. I thought it was a bit of a joke. Uh, and then it turns out that they actually thought it was, um, like, a real thing. I remember one person that, yeah, I thought we were just, like, good mates. <laughs> I thought, like... I thought... I didn't realise that it turned into something. And it probably been going on for about... Um, about a year, but not like serious anything so a year might be a bit of a stretch but we'd definitely known each other for like a year or so Uh, and I remember just calling him up because I'd I'd left to go to university at this point this was when I'd first went to uni and I called him up because he kept saying like he was going to come and visit me and I went to uni quite far away from where he lived so I just thought well there's no point in you coming to visit me that's a waste of petrol so I just rang him and was like, look, don't worry about coming to visit me. Like, I don't think you need to see me again. Just tears, just completely broke down on the phone to me, told me that i destroyed him. And then I had no idea what was going on. I was like, I don't understand. Why is this the real, what? Like, it's, we were, what? I, d- I didn't get it. So I think that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely common things that I get or have had from people that I've been in relationships with is that I'm really cold. Uh, I've been called a monster, which I think was a bit unfair. But yeah, definitely really cold. I'm not very like tactile. I don't particularly want to hug you. I definitely don't want to hold your hand while we're like. Yeah. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I do. I don't like kissing. I don't like watching kiss like people kiss in public on TV. I don't want to kiss anyone. <laughs> <laughs> really, and it like I, I really d- don't like seeing it on TV or, or anything like that. It, it's not something that I think is like pleasant to watch or do. So that's a a thing that I.
0: Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like that way as well in the sense of like when people like watch like romantic films or yeah, like if there's a love story in a film or a TV series, that's the bit where I'm just like fast forward through this. Yeah,
1: I don't, like, I don't like that. I don't need that. But um, I don't know if
0: it's like a like an emotional bond there, you know, like a, which, which one is it? Help me with this again.
1: Empathy. Is it empathy?
0: I don't know if people that like are in like, I've been in like loving like romantic relationships, they see it on telly, it reminds them of their own like. Yeah. So that's why they like the connection. Whereas I've never felt like that about something. So for me, when there's any sort of love story in anything, I get a little bit like, and sometimes, and this might sound a bit harsh or wrong, I don't know, but say like I've got like a favourite character, in a TV series, yeah, um, and then that character's like they're like everything that I like and that too, and then they get into like a romantic, lovey yeah. situation. I start thinking like, oh, is this person my favorite character? Yeah, like So yeah. like, uh, yeah, I I know what you mean, and it's it's the same with like relationships. But yeah, carry on, carry on. So
1: no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So I don't. That's something that comes up quite a lot. Is just like how untactile I am, I suppose, and how distant I am. And I think for a lot of people in the spectrum, we definitely like our own space. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: we need, we need space to ourselves. Yeah. I can't yeah. Be, if I'm around people at work all day, I can't come home and be around someone all night as well. Yeah. I can do it like a few nights in a row, but I can't do it every night.
1: Yeah. Um, like a, a big, big problem. And I I think I've spoken about this before, but a big, big problem with me and my ex was that because we lived together. I mean, we lived in one room. It was just a studio flat and, I had a full-time job and he didn't have a... I mean, he he worked like for like four hours a week. He didn't have a job. He didn't really. He didn't have like a real job because um, we were at uni. Um, but ev- whenever I came home, he was always there. There was never a point where I would come home and he wasn't there. And it's really difficult to be around someone constantly if like if I'm coming home from work sometimes I would just want like just an hour of like no talking like even if he'd been there and we just didn't talk I'd have been all right but it was just constant there and like wanting to talk and as I've mentioned like a lot I'm not a very talkative person like I'm better at listening than talking so if someone really wants to push me and I feel like in relationships a lot of the time I'm pushed to put forward like conversation which just does it doesn't come to me naturally I don't I am more than happy to sit there and listen to someone but I don't like force me to come up with topics to talk about because it won't happen I'm not I'm the sort of person that if I've got something that like I'm thinking about I wanna think about it. I don't wanna talk about it. I'm I'm that sort of person. If I've had something at work that's bothering me, I'm the sort of person that likes to like think about it. I don't I don't need to share it. It's not I dunno, that's just not me. So I think that was always a that's always been an issue with the way I am a lot yeah. of the time. Um Yeah, I think I think the most and also another thing that i find is a an issue in relationships with me and i i feel like i've definitely heard it be an issue with other people on the spectrum is um i'm i'm quite difficult to get a hold of if you want to i don't like looking at my phone and i think in especially like now in modern times that's like it's quite common to always be able to get in touch with someone wherever they are because they'll have a phone on them but if someone sends me a message you've probably got like a chance that I'm going to reply to it and it it, only really if it really warrants and like needs a reply if it's just someone saying like hey how are you or what you doing I'm probably not going to respond to that because it doesn't matter bit different if someone says like what do you want for dinner tonight (laughs) but yeah if it's just a like a casual chat yeah I don't really I don't like spending my time looking at my phone um that's not how I like to yeah I've got other stuff to do if I'm from if I'm somewhere else I don't want to have to keep checking my phone um and I think that can become a problem because I don't I also don't like the pressure of being expected to reply that's something that I actually find uh, not stressful that's completely the wrong word but I, I find it very pressurizing Um, And I think a problem that both of us have had in our previous relationships, because I know it's something that we've discussed before, and I I think it might be a common thing, but I'm not sure, is, uh, so when I get into a relationship with someone, when I'm first seeing them, I sort of pretend that I'm something that I'm not, and I don't know why. It's not because, like, I really want to impress this person, or I really want to be with them, I just, I don't know. I naturally just turn into what they want. Um, So I will be like a bit more tactile. Like I will, if they put their arm around me, I won't like shrug away. I'll just sit in it and I will like hold their hand and I will tell them that I love them or like tell them nice things. Um, I don't know. And I, I will hang out with them a lot and I will reply to all of their messages. And I do that. And I do it for about i would say three months is the the upper limit, May, like a month and a half to three months of me being like the their ideal perfect girlfriend, and then it just completely it's like one day you wake up and the switch is flicked.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I know why I do it yeah i mean you're you don't make any sense that you do it at all like the reasons I do it are for me quite obvious why I do it. But for you, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, one, I don't get why you get into relationships at all. So, like, <laughs> as much as that's like, like, because I don't, I don't get how you end up in them, um, because you, you don't most of the time when you talk about your exes, you kind of talk about them in a way that you were like, yeah, they were all right, like, <laughs> you know I mean? and you don't say that like. You really liked him at the start, and then they turned out to just be alright. You're kind of like at this. You were. You're kind of like before you got with them, Yeah, I take it or leave it. Um, so it seems weird that you get into relationships in the first place. And the fact that you got into a relationship and moved in with someone, um, for me, seems weird because you don't seem like the type. Like you say, you like your privacy. You like to be on your own. You don't like to talk to people. So it seems odd that you would get into a relationship in general. And I know there's a lot of people. On the spectrum that don't get into relationships because they don't feel like they've got to like they they have to. For me, it's different. Um, Every relationship, if I didn't get in relationships, I do feel like my life would have not like had any sort of projection. It wouldn't have like had any trajectory or whatever I want to call it. It would have gone nowhere with the things I would have done. In the times where I've not been in a relationship, I've kind of just become like stagnant and done nothing. Like I I repeat the same routine day in, day out. I try nothing new. I go nowhere. I don't discover stuff. I don't do anything. But when I've been in relationships with people, they want to do stuff. And, you know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. Um, But there's loads of things I've done in my life that I wouldn't have done had I have not been in a relationship at the time. And that includes, like, going to university uh moving here um the when i went on telly like that as well yeah. i wouldn't have done that on my own uh yeah. like no no part of me wanted have we to we ever
1: mentioned that no, on the no. show?
0: No. part of me ever wanted to enter like a game show on telly but like i did because the person I was with wanted to so that wouldn't be something i would have ever done. If
1: anyone wants to see Nicky on TV with his ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Couples come join with me. Yeah. yeah it's anyway. on all four.
0: Anyway so like <laughs> I, I would I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for Like and I wouldn't have got diagnosed if I hadn't been in a relationship because it was an ex that made me do it, which I've mentioned a few times before. So like the big sort of like movements within my life I've done because I was with someone who not made me, but I wouldn't have done it by myself. The thought wouldn't have come. I and like when I'm left to my own devices. I just basically follow the ident- identical routine day in day out constantly. It's kind of like I'm like on standby for a bit. It doesn't it's when I'm in a relationship that I start doing other stuff. Right. Some stuff I really don't want to do uh, and some stuff I th- wouldn't it wouldn't have naturally come to me to do it. So I've got that benefit of it and also the reasons why I do the thing you're talking about where during the first 3 months or whatever the relationship you're somebody different is when I'm out in public and around NT people is I mask. I mask and pretend to be what everybody, what I think everybody wants and what everybody likes and just to blend in and fit in and that kind of thing. And obviously that's how I meet people, is I meet people while I'm pretending to be NT and pretending to be the thing. I'm not really that. So obviously when I get with them, I think, oh, I've got to keep doing this because that's what I did. That's who I am. So I keep doing it and I keep doing it and I keep doing it. But then it gets to a point, like you said, I wake up one day and I just think this is tiring. Like normally when I'm at home on my own, I don't do the masking. But now I'm like masking all day around strangers, work people, that kind of thing. And then I'm masking at night with like my girlfriend. And like when we go out, I'm masking with her friends. And it's it's such a like a long thing that the only time I'm not masking is when I'm asleep. Yeah. So like after like three months of that, you're drained, you're angry, I'm agitated. I can't do it anymore. And for me, I don't start thinking this is my fault. Like I shouldn't have done this. I should. Have, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing because if I don't mask, I can't go out. I can't be around people. I can't interact with the world if I don't mask. I haven't really learned any other way of doing it. And are there those out there that can go out and just be autistic and no problem? For me, I can't do that. I have to. I have to mask to go outside. I just, for some reason, I can't. I can't. I mean, I, I mask less now than I used to. But that's because I only go to work and I only hang out with you realistically. So <laughs> it's not that I've got more comfortable with my autism and therefore I use it less. I don't need to use it. So I don't use it. Yeah. Um, but when you're in a relationship with someone after like a few months, you realize that you're too tired. You're too worn out. And I start to blame the person I'm with because they want to be with me all the time. Yeah. And that's the reason that I can't just be myself and then you start getting agitated but then if you start saying to them stop hanging out with me stop talking stop like yeah stop trying to like lay on me when i'm watching the telly when we're in bed like stop like moving onto my side like go onto your own side like go on go over there like we don't we don't need to do this like i'm still here just go over to the other side get off me um like it for them It seems like you've just decided you hate them all of a sudden. Yeah. And you've decided that you've had enough. And when you're not returning their text messages and when you don't answer the phone when they call, it's not because you hate them all of a sudden and you've gone off them, which is what they ask you 24-7 when you do it. Have you gone off me? Do you hate me now? Why don't you talk to me the way you used to talk to me? Why won't you hold my hand in public anymore? Are you ashamed to be with me? It's really that I'm like trying to take a break. I'm taking a burger break. I just want to be like on my own for a bit I still want to be in a relationship but I also don't want it to be a relationship like it was it needs to calm down for a bit I need time to reset think my thoughts you know go back to normal and then I might continue it but when you're in a relationship and especially when you live with them uh you, you you that doesn't happen you don't have time to do this and I feel like that's where all my relationships have gone wrong is initially after that first three months I've started trying to go okay so this is who I really am yeah and if we're going to be together you should probably learn that all that stuff I'm doing out in public is not me um you know this is who I really am and that kind of thing and then they start thinking well, I don't like this who you really yeah. are really this is <laughs> can you
1: just be what you yeah aren't? and yeah. and they
0: bring it up a lot and for me it's, it's it's horrible because I I'm not a big fan of my like masking in general and I know I have to use it but I'm not a, I don't like being reminded that I do it a lot of the time so you know when they start saying things like when we first got together you used to always oh, do this and yeah. then like yeah but I don't want to like yeah. don't make me do it again I don't want to do it again and yeah so that's the that's like that's that's one of the things I have and even in the relationship where I told them that I was autistic I explained to them that during the first I even explained the masking and said during the first 3 months I did some stuff that I I know it seems like I can do it but you don't realize the amount of like effort and energy it takes to do it. It's not as easy as it seemed. Yeah. Um but it's still hard for them to follow and I don't blame like NT people for that. It does sound weird. It does sound odd. Yeah. If somebody explained to me that's what they did, I think I'd be a little bit like, that's weird. Why are you doing that?
1: Yeah, just don't do it then. But... Yeah,
0: just stop. And I feel like maybe that's the difference if like autistic and autistic people get together is I guess you don't do that at the start because you don't need to do that. No. Because uh, the person you're with doesn't. Or
1: alternatively, you'll both do it at the start and then both...
0: <laughs> Change, yeah, completely, <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, maybe.
1: I don't know. And I don't know if all autistic people do that, but I know it's something that you said to me you did. Um, well, I mean, when we first sort of... Well, we we were friends before, but when we became, like, proper friends, I think we'd both not that long broken up in uh, our last relationships.
0: I mean, for you, I didn't know you were in a relationship. I heard rumours that you might have a boyfriend. I mean, bearing in mind, we walked together, we talked together, but you never mentioned him. He never came up. I think one time you mentioned something about going on a run because you'd met uh, his parents and they asked you if you were a runner and they entered you in some sort of marathon. And then I was like, you've got a boyfriend. <laughs> like, so with you, you're not very, like, you don't really mention it. You don't really talk about it. So it would be hard for you to, uh, I suppose, for for anyone to know. And so, yeah, you'd broken up with someone and you'd said you had, but I I wasn't sure when... If, how long you had a boyfriend, yeah, how long you'd been with him for, anything like that. But yeah, when we first started talking, we'd both recently been out, like came out of, I think I'd been out of a relationship for like a couple of months when we started talking. Uh, and yeah, we just, I think we just kind of compared notes. Yeah,
1: we did. Because uh, I remember you saying about the three month uh, sort of roughly three month thing. And you said it. And as soon as you said it, I was like, me too. That's exact, like to a T, that's exactly what I do. Um. Yeah. And it it is annoying because the thing is, it's not really a choice. The flicking of the switch to all of a sudden becoming like your true burger self if you like. I didn't choose to do it, but it's like I woke up one morning and just went, nah, I'm not pretending anymore. And then I couldn't turn it back the other way, no matter how much I was like, Oh go on, just try and be like a little bit romantic or something. It just it just wouldn't happen. Like
0: Yeah, I mean I'm the same once I see something Like, it's definitely an autistic thing because it's the black and white thinking. You see something one way and that's how it is and that's how it always is. And there's no changing that. No one can persuade you. But then when your mind changes it to something else, you can never go back to the way it was. It doesn't matter. Like, and it would be the same. I'd sometimes try and force the behaviours I was doing during the first, like, period of me trying to pretend to be NT. And every time I tried to force it, I'd get annoyed with myself. And I'd find the whole situation irritating. Yeah. During like I'd start being nice and I'd start being friendly, and then they'd come in for a hug, and I'd just immediately be like, "Get off me! Go on, get yeah. off! Get off me! I don't want to." Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's got nothing to do with them. Like that's the thing is trying to explain that to them as well. It's hard if you are NT and you've got someone that's saying, "Get off me!" Like, yeah. Uh, I don't. And like trying to explain that it's a sensory thing and trying to explain that it's it's nothing to do with you personally. This is this is totally me. And obviously, like, it's one of those cliches that you you can't say to people, like, it's not you, it's me. Like, sorry, I don't, it's not like I don't like holding your hand and it's not like I don't want to be seen holding your hand. It's just the act of walking and holding hands for me, it's got some issues with balance. It's got some issues with sensory stuff. There's just issues in general that is, is agitating me and it's got nothing to do with um, you as a person or... Yeah. Like any sort of feelings towards you, it is solely i can 't do this and walk you know? I think
1: um I think something that's interesting is, yeah, I think a big problem I had um personally with kind of every relationship is that the i i wasn't diagnosed for any of them, um so I think I definitely had an issue of i did, I didn't really understand a lot of the things that were bothering me, I would just be bothered or i didn't really understand why um I definitely there was a lot of time where people would be like why can't you just be romantic and I'd I'd think to myself why can't I just be romantic that's a great like why could I not and I didn't really understand that maybe it's just not me um and I definitely remember kind of feeling like I wasn't like I almost like I wasn't trying hard enough to be like the right sort of thing um but One thing that I definitely I find really interesting about your um, oh like previous uh, what's the right word last yeah your last relationship yeah um is I know you were you were diagnosed at this point um but and we've mentioned it before she is the opposite (laughs) of you
0: oh yeah like complete opposite yeah Uh, like if there was a anti autistic. Or someone that was the complete opposite to autistic, uh, it would be her. Like, every trait you can think people on the spectrum have, she'd have the polar opposite of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's got a name, um, but, (laughs) yeah, she's she's that. She's the uh, anti-burger.
1: Yeah. um, But you were together for, like, five years. You had what I would say was quite a successful relationship. I just think it's really interesting because I can't imagine being with someone who is, I mean, like, she's great. She's great. But yeah, I, I mean, you get along with her, yeah. Yeah, I think, she's, I think she's so much fun. But I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone who is so outgoing, so loud, so spontaneous.
0: Well, it works in the sense of, because there was loads of stuff that I just couldn't do. You yeah. know, like, And I'm talking like little stuff as well as big stuff. Like some of the little stuff, like return something to a shop. Yeah. Ask somebody where something was. You know, she, she'd be able to do all that stuff for me. Like if I had to ring someone, she'd just ring them. Do you know what I mean? Like, And then there was stuff that I could do that she wasn't used to. Like she'd been in relationships with people. Like when you're with someone that's on the spectrum... You don't worry about, like, them cheating or, like, you don't worry about, like, um, like any, like, if you want someone that's stable and, um, you know, you want someone that's, like, reliable. Like, you get with the burger because their whole life they need, like, stability, reliability and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we're, I suppose, considered more truthful and that kind of thing. There's no, like, hidden messages or... You don't have to read between the lines of stuff we say. If she was annoying me, I'd just tell her. Yeah. If I didn't think that the way the outfit she'd picked for the day was like, right, I'd just tell her. I wouldn't do that. No, you look fine. I'd just be like, what is that? Yeah. So like, you've got that, which she enjoyed and she liked because she didn't like, like, the games NT people play with each other when they're in relationships and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just... There was that familiarity, the comfortableness of, if you, I mean, I think this is true of a lot of people you get with it on the spectrum, where it's just reliable. Do you know what I mean? Like it's stable, it's comforting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. And she was the complete opposite. So there's loads of things that, like I said, I never would have done, thought about, or knew how to do or work out. And she'd just, you know, like make me get used to doing it. And there's loads of stuff I can do now as a, uh, result of that I mean for example the way I've decorated the flat before I was with her I my flat looked like a prison cell like (laughs) I had no personal anything there was no I didn't decorate in any sort of way I didn't buy any bits and bobs it's like a bed a bedside table a table a chair snake tank that's it yeah clothes in some drawers yeah Uh, even my dress sense was it was a bit Whatever, but not so much as it is now. But then with being with her, she, I saw that you could just put stuff everywhere and get all these things and purse stuff. And then there was loads of things that I liked that I thought, I'm going to get that. I'm going to do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, So it had like that. And now, like, I would say the way my flat looks now is how I want it to. But it's because I realized that you could just do those things. And there's things you can learn from NT people that you just can't learn on your own.
1: That's something that I would say I picked up from you as well because my old flat looked like a what well, yeah, like I kept everything super plain. Yeah. I didn't have stuff. I still don't have that much stuff, I'll be honest. I'm not I travel light. Yeah. <laughs> I live light, but But
0: yeah, like to to when you're with someone that's NT, you can learn A lot of NT stuff Mm, you get like firsthand. It's not like when you're watching strangers or your friends or that kind of thing. You can like work out NT stuff a lot better. I felt like knowing her like gave me a better understanding of how the neurotypical world works, as did previous relationships. I learned a lot more about neurotypical people. And, you know, that helped me with my ability to interact with them and that kind of thing. So there is that benefit of it. And obviously for them, getting with someone that's autistic is, yeah, like I said, we're, it's it's the reliability, stability, that kind of thing. The only issue you've got is, like I've said, if there's things you want out of a relationship um, and those things happen to be things I'm incapable of, you've got to start questioning, like, do you want to be in this relationship or yeah. not? And all my relationships ended, like I say, because there were things they wanted that I 100% just thought, I can't, I can't do that. So yeah. like... You've got to work it out. I feel like if you want to be with someone that is on the spectrum, you've just got to make sure that your life goals are not that of, you know, things that can't be done, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Um, so following that, I'm and you've mentioned them briefly, but what would you, if we do like a little pros and cons, and this is obviously, we can only speak for like what we're like in relationships, but as the pros of being with a burger, what would you say? are like the main ones. Well
0: I said, like uh, oh, excuse me. Um like it's yeah, like there's the it's the almost like the routine, the like the clockwork like yeah. way we do everything. Yeah. There's no worrying about like where we are or what we're up to or do you know what I mean? Like I feel like you people that might be a bit more insecure when they're in a relationship I feel like they're less insecure when they're with someone that's a burger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like obviously we can't speak for every burger ever, but like I'm never gonna cheat because if I'm honest, like if I'm with someone, that's probably draining enough. <laughs> like, and I don't like I don't have the attraction to people. I don't feel attracted to people or connection when people talk to me. It most of the time is. Like, I'm just running through the motions. I don't ever, like, stray. So, yeah, for I know you're the same-ish, like, pretty similar. Not so much with you, like, being attracted to people, but I think, like, the... you Like, I think we're quite... We can be quite loyal as people. So, yeah, it's unlikely that we're going to cheat.
0: Yeah, the only issue I would say with that is, and it's a common one that used to come up with me, is because I don't get jealous, so I don't... I don't get weird if I see, like, somebody I'm with talking to, like, another guy or... Do you I mean? If they've got, like, they're getting close to, like, they've got a new man friend or yeah. whatever. I was never someone who would then question it and be like, well, who are they? Why are you talking to them so much? You know, I mean, like, why are you two always hanging out? I never got that. Because I used to logically think if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Um, yeah. No matter what I do or say will stop that. If there's someone who, like, it's just in their nature to do that, they will do that. No matter how horrible, how nice how invested, how clingy, how not clingy, it won't matter, it'll happen either way. So I felt like just do what you normally do and if it happens, it happens, that's just who they are as a person. But that always came across when I used to talk to people about it, that I just didn't care and that if they wanted to like kiss someone else, whatever, uh, I'd apparently have no problem with this. And I know that a lot of people felt that that I'd been with in the past, that I just wasn't bothered and that I, it wasn't that I was like trusted them. It was that I couldn't care less either way. Um, but I always felt like that was always one of the things that was misinterpreted um, from people that have been in relationship yeah. with me is they always felt like I wasn't bothered. They'd sometimes say stuff that I found out later was to try and get a reaction out of me. And my reaction was just like, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, um, it was one of them. But yeah.
1: And, it, and like following from that. In from my brain, if they wanted to kiss someone else, I don't really like kissing, so I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> go, go get that from someone else," because no, no, I don't want to do it. No, like
0: when that's, that's a bit different. But, I know yeah, we,
1: we I know that's where like we're different, but I always think like, yeah, if you can get like that from someone else, and then I don't have to like think about it, then <laughs> great. Um, I think uh, like you said, another pro is the the structure, um other pros
0: um i don't know like if you're somebody that wants to be in a relationship that's not too intense i suppose yeah you don't want someone that's clingy you don't want like to see someone constantly you don't want to have to like check in all the time and you know i would say in a relationship i'm a lot more laid back than i've seen some people some people can be quite Um,
1: I don't think like very I'm not very naggy yeah
0: yeah so there is that like I I feel like because we're we're quite solitary so if you want something that I guess that's not very do you mean like very like consuming uh, yeah I would say there's that like because I I enjoy like a lot of just me doing my own thing so if you're somebody that wants a relationship but also wants time to do their own thing I feel like there's a mutual understanding of that there yeah Uh, yeah
1: yeah, like you say it's not, it's not too intense, mm. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I've never been one for that. Like, I, I don't feel like I need to. But then equally, I've been with people that do want that. Yeah. Uh, but I've never had a problem with that either. So I don't find that I'm too intense. I don't need to be around them all the time and or with them all the time and that kind of thing. But if that's what they want, it, it doesn't really make a difference with me. The only issue with that is, like I said, eventually it speeds up the, you know, like if I said it was a three-month period yeah. where I'm masking if it if I'm around them all the time because that's what they want I think that three month period becomes like a month and a half yeah because they're eating up all my uh like energy and putting it out there
1: yeah um I if- this is where we're different, but it could be beneficial either way. Uh like I'm a good I'm quite a good listener, so if someone <laughs> just wants to talk but doesn't really want the other person to have any input, that's probably a benefit. And vice versa, if someone isn't very talkative, you're
0: Yeah, someone likes to if 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 you like to listen to me talk, I suppose. And <laughs> that's a benefit because I will just talk.
1: You know what else I think is quite um it could be a pro it's probably not always, but like we if we're a certain way and it's different depending on the on the burger, but like like I'm probably quite laid back ish like obviously I have my weird moments and stuff, but generally you're gonna know how i'm gonna react to things, so you're gonna know that like most of the time I'm just sort of gonna be like okay, and if you do, like if you do something that normally annoys me you're gonna know that that thing annoys me and if you do something that makes me like happy you're gonna know that makes me happy and with you you're always quite neutral apart from when you're a little bit annoyed yeah so like if it there's also the the predictability of it i think some people like it could be it it could be nice because you know how i'm gonna react or you're gonna react or someone's gonna be uh whereas like i know for a lot of people it's the not knowing how the mood um so i guess did you have any more pros
0: uh no
1: okay what would you say the main cons are
0: Uh, like i said it's the it's if you want like what's a traditional relationship i feel is one of the big issues with getting anybody on the spectrum is if you want like a normal you've got this idea in your head of what you think Like like the disney yeah, I guess, I don't, I mean, yeah, I suppose. Uh, like, you've got this relationship, you've got, you know, you've, you've got your idea of what the perfect partner is, um, and that for you is, like, marriage and children and, you know, like, romantic restaurants and, but like... I mean,
1: maybe not marriage and children, So I know a lot of burgers can do that, but one thing I would say is if someone on the spectrum tells you that they don't want marriage or children... Don't expect them to change their yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear
0: that all the time. Like, uh, like, yeah, you don't know, though. Like, y- you, you might, might you yeah. might, you still like, you might change your mind. No, no, no I won't. Um, <laughs> and it's not for the same reasons. Like, I just, I've decided it's not for me. Uh, and I don't see it. So, like, marriage and kids in general... I see it as things other people do and that's something it's it's like when we talked about the mortgages thing yeah Uh, it's something that I see other people doing but I don't feel like it's related to me or something that I could have or something that like is something I do it's just one of those things I see people doing but I think that's their that's their thing that's in no way is that something that could possibly happen to me or is something to do with me I don't I don't feel the link. And like I said, there are people out there that are on the spectrum. So yeah, this is like, I mean, we keep saying it, but everybody that listens to this knows now. All the things we say on all our episodes are just about me and Scarlett. I'm not saying that if you're using this as a reference for all people on the spectrum, like you shouldn't. Uh, This is just a me and you. And if you find similarities... Then I'm sure a lot of the stuff we're saying is makes sense. But equally, if you think that's not you, I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, I
1: think I'm sure there are people out there who are on the spectrum who are like super romantic and like really yeah. into romance. But um, I
0: would say for like us, and I would say there's a few other people I've come across. Like if you want the holding hands in the street, and if you want the, you like public displays of affection, and you want to like cuddle up to someone on the sofa to watch movies with, uh, and like that kind of thing, I'd say we're not really it will happen and that stuff does happen it's just if you're someone that wants it frequently then I would say it's probably not a good idea same with like if you want I guess traditional like relationships like I'm not a fan of like people that well not that I'm not a fan of but I don't understand people that put relationships like all over social media and that kind of thing and you know show their relationships and talk about their other path and you mean like they they're, they're as a couple they're really one person you know so you don't really see one without the other you won't really you won't really ever get that with me like I I don't Jeremy, like I don't I I find a lot of like romantic stuff it's a bit cringy for me so I I can't really do it you know like people that do the the hand heart thing you know where they they make I hate that like when people make their hands look like hearts every time I see it like I get a little bit like no put your hand down I'm not doing it (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't know what it is, but there's something about anybody that does that. Even if they do it with their own two hands or two people do it or, you know, people that take pictures of themselves. and It's like a silhouette of them when the sun's going mm. down. Stuff like that for me. I just, I don't know what it is, but I look at it and it makes me go, Ooh, no. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, that's a personal thing. I'm not saying that's an autism thing. But like, as somebody on the spectrum, because I feel that way about that kind of stuff, my autism then decides to like reinforce that feeling in me. Um, which I feel like is a common thing for autism. Your brain decides that you don't like something, but then your burgers decides that it's going to make sure that you definitely, definitely don't like it. Like it gets in there and it makes things, and I'm sure you've probably experienced it with other stuff, where you have the thought of, I don't like that, and then your burgers routinely make sure that you don't like that. Yeah. So then when you see it, you have like a routine reaction to anything related to it. Uh, and yeah, stuff like that. People that are too overly romantic for me... Uh, I see it and I'm like, oh. And then yeah. my, my burgers routinely reminds me why I don't like it. And then it's it's like, it's it's almost automatic. The second time I see anything like that, um, I feel a bit like odd. And therefore, I can't do it myself.
1: I think as well, like, um, I d- I d- this is still in the, the con section, perhaps. Like, I am not, um, like, you know, there's a... There's a I don't really do like intimacy. I don't really need like the cuddling, that sort of stuff. Like, that's not uh, like, but I, I think like I can be affectionate or I, I I can be intimate, but perhaps like in my head, my idea of it is just different to what someone else's idea of it is. So, like, someone else might expect it to be, to come in like a, like, I don't know, like in a, in like holding hands or whatever. But the, to me, that isn't like mine might be. Like, we eat dinner together. I don't know. Like, just maybe things that aren't Yeah, I know typi- you mean. typically considered intimate. But also, like, if I tell you I'm not a romantic person, because this has happened to me a lot. I say, like, I'm not, I'm not a romantic person. I'm not really into romance. They go, yeah, me neither. But they don't realize that what I mean by that is I will never be romantic. It doesn't matter how hard you try. I just will not do it whereas what they think I mean by it is like not every day I don't need romance every day and they'll be like yeah I'm not like I'm not romantic either but then like I don't know Valentine's Day will come around and they've like lit candles and like expected me to be into that no I'm never like it's never I don't think it's ever happened I don't think ever in my life have I been romantic and I don't I don't think I ever will because I don't understand it it to me feels very put on. And I know it isn't for a lot of people, but if I were to do it, it would be so fake and so unnecessary. Yeah. And I don't get it. And I don't need it. So yeah, like when I say I'm and I, I feel like this is probably true of a lot of people on the spectrum, if they tell you they're not a romantic person, don't think that they mean they they only like a romantic once a month or like once whatever. whatever. I think, I I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it it means it will never, it will never happen. You're never going to see like some weird, um, hidden soft side of me.
0: Maybe that's like, uh, I suppose that's the way to get a good, like I suppose N-T-A-S relationship is when one of you makes a statement like, I'm not romantic. uh, Maybe at that point you should probably be like, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah. And just establish Calvary. what what both of you are actually talking about and that might work. Because like I say, if someone says something and you have your idea of what it is, I think with a lot of stuff, especially if you're talking to somebody on the spectrum, you should probably ask them what they mean by that. Because <laughs> their version of what they're talking about is not what you're talking about. And you could have talked to like loads of different NT people about it and you've all been in some sort of like agreement and what you mean by that. And then you talk to them on the spectrum. What do you think that means? And then they tell you and you're like, whoa, that's like completely different.
1: Yeah. Like it's the same with me if, when I say like, oh, I'm not a very talkative person. then people go, me neither. And then uh, I realize that <laughs> to me, they are a talkative person. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like we've hung out quite a lot. And you know how much I am not that talkative. I think it's like noticeable
0: yeah i mean i i will talk at inanimate objects for ages so it doesn't make a difference to me uh most of the time i don't realize you haven't said anything (laughs) in ages uh i just stop because i've said everything i need to say and then i'll be like go on say something (laughs) yeah Uh, and yeah there's like sometimes these episodes of these podcasts i feel like i've been talking for all of it uh and sometimes i haven't sometimes i listen back to it and I realize that you've been talking for. yeah this, this one
1: i think has been very like yeah. equal but i I was excited to talk about this for sure yeah. i just um yeah i feel like sometimes if i make a declaration about what i'm going to be like in if we're going to get into a relationship how it's going to be uh they or it's something that they think like at the start oh this is great i'm so glad you're like this and then they realize that I'm not going to change, though. Like, they like it for a bit, but they want me to be, like, occasionally yeah. not be so cold. Um, and it just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, there's no uh, there's no variance. Yeah. Uh, like, that's the thing. Like, if, if you like the way somebody on the spectrum is for a certain thing, just make sure in your head that this is what it will be like forever.
1: Like, I, I remember one time with someone that I was seeing, they um they were upset about something or annoyed about something and I'm not I I hate arguments if like when any sort of confrontation happens like I can I can do it or whatever but I'll always I I think generally I'm always the one to just be like okay I'm sorry like let's get over it let's move on like I'm done I don't I don't want to be like that even if I'm the one that started it I just want it to be done with and I just want to forget about it um and I think that at some point with someone that I was seeing there was a a bit of a I guess like conflict and I was like okay it's done and I remember like he was then really upset and crying and like it went on for too long like at the start I was like fine like I can be like that I can be upset and cry um but it had been going on at this point for like two hours and I was just like I'm done, I'm over this, you need to stop, like, let's move on, I remember being told that I'm like a brick wall, uh, just all the time, it was like, you're always just a brick wall, there is no, like, appealing to your softer side, or whatever, Uh, that's just how I, like, I'd always been like that. I don't know why it had taken, I don't know, like six months so for guess, that to be... I guess
0: you thought that like different situations would trigger a different reaction.
1: Yeah, but they don't. Like I pretty much always have the same reaction to the same sort of thing. Like if something upsets me, it's always going to upset me. And you're always probably going to get the same upsettance out of me. But equally, if something makes me laugh, I'm probably always going to laugh at it. And mm. if something annoys me, like, you know, it's very, very easy to predict, I would say.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's probably it this week, actually. We're like at an hour and 15, nearly. I know. Uh just have so much to say. I enjoyed the new word you just invented that is not a real world for this podcast. Well done there. What word? You said upsetance.
1: Is that not a word? That is definitely
0: <laughs> not a word. Like you've just—that is—you've invented a new word. But yeah, I, I know what it meant.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I really enjoy talking about this. I feel very passionately about this because well, so many people have like.
0: We can always do like a part two of this episode because. Well. You're still going. I know, and it's I'm now at an hour and 15. i I'm
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, it's because we're we're going out with your uh, ex girlfriend tomorrow. We're seeing her, and I was actually before we did the podcast, I was going to ask her, like what she felt about your relationship because i thought it might be interesting to get from an N T perspective mm. just because i know she has some some feelings about it yes not like bad or good like obviously you're still really close yeah. but
0: well like I say we might continue it next week we'll see we'll see how maybe this... not next week, we'll see how this one pretty? does
1: that might be a bit soon but yeah be uh... interesting to see how other people feel about this uh if you're nt with a burger if you're as and with an nt and if you're you know same what's the word same neuroing it
0: i don't even know what you're talking about
1: if you yeah (laughs) if you're in a same neuro relationship
0: A same neuro yeah like the coffee
1: no like the (laughs) the brain
0: right But yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening again this week.
1: Thank you so much. Uh,
0: Usual places to find us on however you get your podcasts. We are there. Uh, We've got a group on Facebook. Like I said, you can join it. It's a private group. Uh, Just try and get yourself approved. I know some people I have been not allowing in because initially I believe them to be a bot and then they've private messaged me to explain to me they are not a bot.
1: I'm so sorry we did that yeah you?
0: it's just i i kind of do a rough guess of your profile based your as and if your profile some profiles like have only been around for like a month and then i have a quick look at their profile and they've got no pictures no friends and i think no but uh,
1: then also that's so typical for burgers yeah
0: and then and then <laughs> they message me and they're like i'm not a bot it's just it's a new profile that's fine if i do deny you and you think that's why i've done it or you want to know why just message and if i realize that i shouldn't have I'll just let you in. There's a few people I've denied once who are now in the group. Like say, sorry if I put you out. It's just initially I was suspicious. Uh, But that's just because we've had some bots in our group already and I've had to get rid of them. And those of you that have reported the stuff that you know is spam, uh, because obviously me and Scarlett don't see it that often. If you do think anything is spam or whatever, just send us a message. I'm good at policing it so far. I've got rid of people that were just spamming it. Uh, and I didn't realize that uh, because they've repeated the same articles like over and over again. If you think it is, let me know. Because some stuff I just don't see because there's quite a lot of posts in there. And there's some stuff I just, I think like, oh, I haven't seen that. And I, I skip it. But if you think it is, bring it to my attention. I will check it out. And if I think they are, I'll get rid of them. If I think it's just whatever. We've had a few people that we've just messaged and been like, um, this has already been up there. Like, no offense if we've deleted it. Same with if you have posted something. And you've noticed that it's not there anymore. It's because the article you posted has gone up a few times before. um, And that's all it is. Is I'm just trying to... Because obviously there's people that ask like questions and want to know stuff. And I just try and filter out the things that are like repeats of other stuff. Because then people can see the questions better. That's all.
1: Also um, like as a uh, two extra things that as a couple of people. Well quite a few people that are in our group probably know at this point. If we get to a point where we've had... um, like article after article after like meme after picture after picture, we do tend to like stop the the that for a little bit just to let people put their questions in because we like we don't like it to just be like a page of articles and pictures we like to have the questions going in um because it helps us with like podcast ideas um as i think i've I've explained it to a couple of people but just in case you're you think like why did we get rid of that or stop you posting we don't do it very often we try not to um but i know we did it to a couple of people not that long ago just yeah we we want to get like questions in there as well it's nothing to do with yeah. like what you've posted being wrong or anything like that it's just especially around the time that we're about to record yeah we like to get the questions look, in yeah,
0: look through everything.
1: um also please don't be mean to each other <laughs> on the page i don't it hasn't really like is it just just as a side note just uh, It's meant to be like a supportive page. We just don't want any uh,
0: yeah.
1: anything that's not supportive. Not that you can't have an opinion. By all means, have an opinion. But just don't be offensive.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's it.
1: Thank you so much this for has gone listening.
0: For so, uh, yeah, we will... Uh, next episode next week, we don't know about what the topic's going to be. But, like I say, uh, it's there. Also, if you've got topics you want to ask, private message on Facebook. Um, We've also got an email address, which is themasperges at gmail.com. Just send your questions there if you want us to do a topic. We pretty much cover all topics that people recommend, uh, unless we've done it already. And then I'll just reply with, this is the episode you're looking for. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. That's it. Bye.